Hi there, I'm Mitch Stevenson, an MA student on the radio, audio and podcasting course here at the University of Sunderland. I've just arrived in my car at the University campus. Uh, I'm just about to make my way to the studios. But first, I'd like to ask you a question. If you're a new student at the university, and when you're not in class, what can Sunderland offer you for things to see, places to visit, and activities to do? To help answer this question, my fellow students on this year's MA course have the podcast for you to help you reach out to Sunderland. Students shining a light into areas of Sunderland you may not know. Getting to Know You is a podcast series looking at getting to know each other by visiting special places in the Sunderland area. Series 1 was about getting to know our fellow students, but with Series 2, we're also getting to know more about Sunderland. Over the course of four separate episodes, each with two presenters going out around Sunderland, they will be looking at such areas as culture, sport, entertainment and also a very special place called Mackey's Corner. In this introduction episode, I'll be giving you an exclusive taster of each of the four episodes to whet your appetite for what is to come, finishing up at the Stadium of Light, the final destination for your university career, graduation. And first up in episode one, it's Grace and Roisin who are inviting you to come along to Mackey's Corner, right in the heart of the city centre. In the first season, we got to know Grace's Chinese order, but in this season, we're getting to know Mackey's Corner. (laughs) Yeah, for anybody who doesn't know, Mackey's Corner is a corner of independent businesses in the city centre of Sunderland. And we were interested in getting to know Mackey's Corner a little bit better because when we first went there in season one, we knew nothing about it and we were kind of just interested in what we were going to eat that day. That's what it was based around, but as we kind of went round the day and as time went on, we realised there was great history to this corner. Yeah, it's got such like a cultural rich history. So we were just really interested to find out more about that. And we kind of wanted to hear a bit more about the community and how they work together and just to see how local businesses really get on in Sunderland. So hi, I'm Tommy, I'm from the Sweet Petite. So the business is run by me and Laura. Uh, Laura's my wife. All started, and my wife done our wedding cake. It was our first big cake she'd done. She wanted to take it like a, ne- a next step further. Uh, so we got an old horse box. It was 50 year old. We got it from the Cotswolds. I was a car mechanic for 11 years, so I converted into a dessert trailer for us. Similar style to our shop as well. So we've got like little chandeliers in there, the patisserie fridge and stuff like that. We were going around doing like little food festivals and private events and stuff like that. And we got a pitch down Seaburn two summers ago. It just took off for us from there, which went so well. We decided we've seen this development getting done. So we inquired about it and we just took it from there. So we uh, came down and viewed it, the whole building, if I'm honest, it was just full of scaffolding. There was no shop fronts on, there was not even a ceiling in our shop. It was like literally a derelict building and 
my wife seen it and she just knew she could make it work. We got cracking and made it into what it is today and been successful for us so far, so we're over the moon. We offer like afternoon teas uh, on Fridays and Saturdays. The rest of the time it's all our own homemade. Didn't, I hadn't even heard of Mackie's Corner. Laura had heard of it. She see, like we didn't even know it was being developed. And I'd actually, there was, used to be a sweet shop on the corner here, and I used to go in and buy like a full tub of sweets as a Christmas present and things like that. So I'd actually been to the building, I just didn't know it was called Mackie's Corner. It was just my wife had seen it online, contacted Alex, the, uh, the landlady. The building itself looks really good. It, our style of shop fits in with the look of the building as well. I mean, it wasn't by chance, like we'd seen how the building was going to look, cause we were given like sort of some plans and pictures of what it's going to look like. As I say, at the time, there wasn't even a shop front there. We knew it had to look sort of like vintage and old to fit in with the style of the building. We had quite a lot of comments, like where people are thinking that, like all of the, the coven and stuff like that, think that's like original features of the building, but it's not. It's like, we done all that ourselves. I think the people in Sunland as well are like, they are positive. You know, the vibe that you get from the people in Sunland's really good. People of Sunland are really like supportive of us as well. Like on our social media, we'll, we've got regular customers who will, they'll come into the shop and visit us and have a chat kind of have like that sort of connection with the customers as well in Sunland uh, which is really good it's not just a, a customer business relationship you, you get to know other people as well now that does sound like a place I want to visit especially those cakes in episode 2 we get to meet Lottie and Cammy, who looked at all the different statues and sculptures in the Sunderland area and here is what they had to say so, we've come to see him. We have indeed, and you know, there was a debate whether this was still going to be classed as Sunderland. However, you've come up with a cunning way of saying <laughs> this is still Sunderland. You can still get a spark on the radio, so it must be Sunderland. Yes, I will yeah. go with that. It's great to, to actually be out here and to experience these things now. Mm-hmm. I know, and I, f- I feel like we've come on holiday. It's a nice day. We've had ice cream? The sea's looking <laughs> Yeah, ice cream. That's what made it the holiday. <laughs> but it's lovely. Yeah, seems really nice. Currently we've got a, a great view out to the sea, the, the water's so blue and it's just nice and relaxing being able it to is. sit here. Yeah, I'm expecting to see some dolphins maybe, but Hopefully. <laughs> not sure about that. Never know, you never know. <laughs> no whales this time, <laughs> no giant whales. <laughs> no no estimating how long yeah. the pier is. No, not that again. <laughs> I think it's a, a nice place that we've decided to come to here and we should probably talk about why we've why we've come here. This wasn't yeah. just a random jolly. No, no, no. Well, we wanted to do something about the sculpture trails and stuff, didn't we? Yep. And then it was actually you. You got in touch with Ray Lonsdale. Yeah, so I, I have interviewed Ray previously on Spark, who is one of the uh, the, the people that make sculptures and, and make some great architecture across Sunderland and North East. And who better to speak to than him about some of the sculptures? My name's Ray Lonsdale. I'm born and bred in the near the Sunderland area work I do is all steel sculpture from various sizes from domestic pieces from about 12 inches tall up to two and a half times life which is around about 15 feet tall so it's it's a quite a broad spectrum of scale and trying to get some different designs as well. So how does your work kind of reflect Sunderland in it? My driving focus is to provide work that reflects what I remember of uh, the sun. I remember the Vox's drays coming out. I remember my granddad taking us around Sunland when they were there, the smell of the brewery, like the shipyard ones, uh, which would be on the riverside. Dad worked in the yards in the late 50s and through the 60s to the early 70s. And I remember that sort of working environment. When I worked at Coles Cranes from 81 to 93, it was one of the last bastions of that sort of 
working environment where you had workmates who weren't colleagues or anything like that. You know, it was all an industrial, dirty way of making a living. It's really obvious that that Sunderland itself is is full of culture, is full of people with different stories. And I, I really do believe from speaking to people, just it could be anybody from bumping into somebody just while you're while you're outside or walking home or in the pub, you know, there's there's people in Sunderland who have just got phenomenal stories. And Ray was one of those people. Yeah. He was so openly happy to speak about his his kind of experiences growing up and to to know that he's gone on to do this is just phenomenal and he obviously speaks about why Tommy's his favourite or one of his favourite things that he's created. And I think it's quite obvious to see why when you, you, yeah. you actually stand back and look at it. It is. It's really impressive and obviously has so much history behind it as well. It's a war memorial. Now, I know sculptures may not be your thing, but there is a multitude of great cultural aspects of Sunderland on show throughout the city and surrounding area. Get out there and get to know the city and its people and its varied and diverse history. Moving on to episode three, Jaden and Elisha are sports fans, so they wanted to let you know about their visit to a local sports centre and what it has to offer in the way of unique sports. In this episode, Jaden and Elijah visit Silksor Sports Complex, where they take a look at unique sports in Sunderland, as well as discussing their time in Sunderland and hearing from a skiing expert. I'm with Elijah currently yeah. at the Silk Surf Sports Complex. Uh, well, we decided to sort of do sport, didn't we? Yeah, I mean, it would be nice to like, get to know more about the sport because uh, I don't really do much of this in my place, so yeah. This, well, obviously, me and Elijah, yeah, but big football fans. So we thought we'd try and find some of the unique sports in Sunderland that was actually quite recently. I didn't even realise that they had a, yeah. a ski slope until recently, even though I've lived in Sunderland for a year and a half now. And we decided to come to the ski slope. So we've got an interview coming up, which you'll hear later on in yeah. this as well, in the podcast. And you've got we've got a skate park beside us, football pitches, I think the cricket's over there, yeah, got a mean, race track over there. I didn't realise there was so many sports it's, it's in crazy this area. Because, it's crazy because when we were coming in, we could see the ski slopes, like uh, really tall ski slopes. And it uh, looks dangerous to me, but yeah, some people love the spot. So, I mean, it, since they love it, I mean, and the good in a profession I was in it now, so they know what they're doing. Well, that's no. one thing I wanted to do. Have you actually done skiing before? I mean, uh, I can't imagine skiing uh, something that never, they'll have in Nigeria. Never, I, I, I'm not I'm not really afraid of height, but that's really high, so I, I wouldn't be doing that. <laughs> you wouldn't do that? I, mean, uh, I wouldn't be doing that. It's, and it's dangerous. Well, I've done skiing. Nah. I think we were discussing this before we started recording about 10 years ago. So obviously yeah, Edinburgh, yeah. where I'm originally from, has an even bigger ski slope than that. It's probably nah. about three times the size. So I've skied right from the top of that. It's um, up in the Pentlands in, in Edinburgh, massive big hills up there um, so I was about 11 year old when I did that part, part of a school sort of thing for 8 weeks we got the chance to do skiing and yeah. well, I've never actually done it again I to mean, be honest it but it was like brilliant fun when I done it um, I mean, so during the, the winter months our peak time is sort of November through to um, end of February, March sort of time um, and we can have anything up to on, on a weekend in, in, in January we can have anything up to 20, 22 in, uh, skiing instructors on the hill. I think the biggest day that I remember we did 168 different sessions on the hill which was 
that was us the capacity pretty much. We didn't have much more space to sell, you know. So it, it, it can become extremely busy during the, those periods of time. So here at Silksworth, um, obviously we have we have the, the snow sports side of things. So we have ski, snowboard, and snow tubing that's available in that side of the centre. Um, we have two 3G football pitches, um, which are available for football we've had rugby teams training down there we have a school that uses us as their sports facility so they use us on a regular basis um, we have an athletics track um, which has three um, kind of quite successful clubs within Sutherland who use that um, and that's also that's also available for recreational use I used to do um, so there's, there's quite a bit of offer uh, in Silsworth not only football I know I used to run on um I used to do something like gymnastics. Uh, oh, so did you? I, yeah, I, you done as a gymnast. Yeah, I used to, I used to flip, and, and at that time there was no safety equipment, so you just flip on the hard ground. It's not even grass; like grass is really? still good, but you flip on the hard ground, and if you, if you injure, you injure, and you go take a rest for a couple of weeks, and you come back and, and go again. So yeah, we learned the hard way. But I don't actually know. Yeah, getting out you done as a gymnast, but there you go. In the final episode of this series of Getting to Know You, our culture experts Kat and Robert get out and about to ask the people of Sunderland about this diverse and exciting culture. We are not a hybrid pairing of Scottish and other adjacent. Scottish and other, the best way to describe the rest of the series. We are going to talk a little bit about culture in Sunderland. We're moving away from the Sunderland Empire because everybody knows the Sunderland Empire. Fantastic venue, but there's so much more to culture than just theatre in this city. So I thought, is there an important question we need to ask? How would you define culture? I have an idea. Brace yourself. That sounds dangerous. It is dangerous because I'm going to get out the Macam Dictionary to help us with what actually culture means. So Macam Dictionary, what does culture mean? Culture. One, the arts and other manifestations of human intellectual achievement regarded collectively. Two, the ideas, customs and social behavior of a particular people or society. Told you it was gonna be jazzy. <laughs> I'm not sure what my favourite culture spot is, to be totally honest with you. I don't know too much about the culture in Sunderland. I would quite like to know more about it, actually. It's funny that someone thought, I don't actually know what culture means, because we're going to explore culture right now. Yes, and so we are right now in the middle of the Culture Quarter in Sunderland, which is a beautiful area. It's where all of the regeneration is, because the council wants to bring back what once was here in Sunderland. As well as it being all about the architecture and stuff, it's about the people, it's about the people that make culture happen. So we're going to go speak to some people at the fire station who are making culture happen in Sunderland as part of this whole regeneration scheme. Culture of Sunderland is absolutely blossoming at the moment. This is Helen Green. She's had a performance at Sunderland Culture. The fact that we're, we're sat in this wonderful, growing cultural quarter in the city centre, which didn't exist until a few months ago with the opening of the fire station. Obviously, the Empire's been here a long time. It's been here since, uh, oh, the early 20th century. But what the fire station is offering is very complementary to what the Empire is. Now, we were at the fire station the night where there was a fantastic event happening, which is themed around the idea 
of circus skills, performance and individuality in disability. Now, we caught up with the company that were putting on the performance to ask them why they chose to perform their piece in Sunderland at the fire station. We're in Sunderland today because we're performing at the fire station. We're really delighted. I think we're the first circus show to perform here. I sort of know that because we tested the rigging this afternoon and the weights. So it's an amazing opportunity for us to be in a new venue and to also be back in Sunderland. As Claire was saying there, the love of the audiences at Sunderland were very much in our favour of the night we went to see that circus performance because the show was so well received and it was actually a really nice piece of theatre. Well, I think that Sunderland is very open to culture because there's lots of really exciting things happening. The work that we do reflects our communities, the artists that we work with, the, the, the artists who live in the city are starting to be able to also work in the city. In the past, there's been very few opportunities for artists in those areas to actually perform in their own city. So they, they, they've got the work in Newcastle or Manchester or London. And, and we're just starting to be able to commission new work here and invite more artists uh, from the outside as well to come and present their work here. So that's it, just a taster of the new second series of Getting To Know You, titled Getting To Know You 2. You can see what they did there with the title. The Getting To Know You 2 podcast is available on all of the usual platforms where you find your podcasts.